0: to the skeptic wire.
1: 18th of July, 2012. This is the Skeptic Wire, episode number 67. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's a rainy day here in froggy bot wait, Lake Wobegon,
0: (laughs) (laughs) which explains a few things.
2: Why we're recording at our remote studio location.
1: Yes. Power went out at my house. And the interesting thing about the power grid is... All the houses across the street had power,
0: <laughs>
1: but my side of the street did not.
0: Someone just didn't like the skeptic wire. That's all. It's possible.
2: Yes, it's all part of a communist plot.
1: Yeah, it was. It was pretty exciting. They had a a big crash of of lightning and thunder, or thunder then lightning, no wait, lightning then thunder. You know what I mean? Yes. And then the power went out. Very exciting, which ha- rarely happens on my side of town. So oh. it must have must have hit something.
0: But it just, uh, what we're skirting around to the fact is that it happened to go out about an hour, two hours ago, and.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. and an hour before you guys were supposed to show up uh, at the house, and that didn't, took about 45 minutes, didn't come on, so I thought I'd come over to Greg, because yeah. Greg is starting to build a studio. Kind of. Ish.
0: I have audio equipment, which is the important thing. <laughs> yes.
1: Fresh, untarnished by atheistic speaking. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, we must take care of that. So
0: we're we're breaking in my audio recording equipment's cherry is what you're saying. That's yeah, yeah, right.
2: We're we're breaking your. Uh, I'm not even going there. So you so already
1: did, but I okay. Guess, I guess we'll have to well, get it out of the way. Check
2: the mic right there in my face. Well, where are
1: the? Where are the seven words? Fuck shit, cock,
0: tits, <laughs> motherfucker. Sh- uh, shit fits. The, uh, shit. Piss, cock-fucker, sucker motherfucker, and tits or something. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay, good. Now it's broken. <laughs> and it didn't explode. Those pre-sonus things are cool. Uh, we have to uh, have a real quick shout-out to David Barton today. Uh, big congratulations to David Barton.
2: He won the Nobel Prize. Almost. He won the Ig Nobel Prize?
1: Even closer. <laughs>
2: Yay! No,
1: that's for actual science. The, what were they he called? He won the
2: third grade spelling bee?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he does spell well.
2: Yeah, it's called spell check.
1: The History News Network.
2: There are, how many different blank news networks are there? There's environmental news, history news. Anth- twelve.
0: they are just
1: twelve. That's, yes. Oh, okay. So, I'm just, hmm... This is getting dirty. <laughs> the History News Network and the New York Times had you a know what? poll.
2: I bet History News Network doesn't have um, James Earl Jones doing their. This is HNN.
1: <laughs> no, but I would like I would like him to read. David Barton's The Jefferson's Lies voted the least credible history book in print. In print.
0: <laughs> that goes back all <laughs> throughout history of people who thought there were gods at the top of mountains and wrote about it. Yeah. Okay.
2: This actually beats Chariot of the Gods. <laughs> you know why That warms the cockles of my deeply disturbed atheist heart. <laughs> I love
1: it. Your evil, evil heart. Yep. It is. So he just he just barely beat out a guy named... Fred? Uh, Bob?
0: Moses, who wrote the first five books of the Bible? Oh, yeah. Howard Zinn. I watched people's... that cartoon. It was awesome. No, no not Invader Zinn. Sorry. Invad-
1: yeah, Zinn. Again, you're mistaking like, that
0: mmm Zin. sound. <laughs>
1: like Zinn. Uh, a People's History of the United States... So, uh, Zinn lost out by nine votes. Oh. <laughs> so, congratulations, David Barton, on having the least credible history <laughs> in print. <laughs> now, he, the he bad thing. He deserves bad, it. <gasps> yes, you know he, what? You it know? Well, well deserved, but unfortunately, it was by poll, so it wasn't really necessarily S- history. Scientific yeah. or
2: anything else.
1: But, Well, I that don't would care. explain
2: why Bill O'Reilly didn't win.
1: No, in fact, not even close. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, a little bit. We'll start out with a little bit of Schadenfreude because sometimes it can be fun. <laughs> Moving on, then. Uh, speaking of celebrations,
0: birthdays, birthdays, or
1: birthday.
0: Well, there, there's there's several kind of famousy birthdays. You know, people like them. Um, you know, Machine Gun Kelly or. Um, uh, Richard Branson, the Virgin Air oh, that'd guy. That'd be a good one. Um, I
2: thought he founded Branson, Missouri.
0: <laughs> that was me face palming the microphone. Um,
1: Without the palm.
0: <laughs>
1: I guess you were I, facing the microphone. I was head palming or defacing <laughs> the microphone.
2: Well, sometimes we need to do those kinds of shows yes. to make enough money to do this show. <laughs>
0: No, it's Nelson Mandela's birthday today. Oh. He's a he's a cool guy. Yeah. Um not not that um okay, a lot of people know his history. Uh he was uh um,
1: David Barton, doesn't know.
0: Yeah, uh, Nelson Mandela started out um in his younger life um as an anti-apartheid activist with the uh African National Congress and um in the early 60s he was arrested and tried and convicted for sabotage because even though that organization originally started out very um, influenced by, say, Mahatma Gandhi, nonviolent protest, whatever, they essentially decided that they really weren't getting anywhere. They needed to push the buttons a little bit more. They did try to do things like sabotage power stations or post offices when nobody was there. Yeah. So they tried not to kill anybody. but so sort, like, sort of like Fight Club. Yes. <laughs> there was a little collateral damage here or there, but... And they so they changed more of a militaristic front, um, and that's really terrorists what terrorists yeah,
1: from from the from the, the people in in power, it would, that would definitely be a terrorist.
0: Yes, guerrilla warfare, terroristic, whatever you want to call it. Um, and he spent some, oh, I'd say, at least thirty thirty five years in prison. Quite a, quite a long time. Yeah. Um, so in February of nineteen ninety, so. Almost 30 years later, because he was arrested in the early 60s, he was, um, after a change in the political government of, Af- of South Africa, he was released from prison to much fanfare. And um, the reason why I brought up Nelson Mandela as a birthday related to our skeptical podcast is that, one, none of his activism has really ever been connected with any sort of major religious organization. He's done this because it's right. Two, he got out of prison, and then they changed the government laws. They had a constitutional convention and decided they were going to have democratic elections. And because the African National Congress, who, who of which he was now president again of, they won, he was put in power. He could have said, ha ha, fuck you all, I'm going to get take this all out on you. But he did the reasonable thing, what I consider the humanistic thing of reconciliation and you know and all that like that uh the movie about the rugby team right um where
2: Invictus
0: thank Invictus. you I sh- should have looked I saw it.
2: that movie
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is there fighting in it Actually I saw Actually it.
2: yeah there yeah, is there is, yeah.
0: there is so yeah he 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 wanted to reconcile everybody and get beyond it and work for the the betterment of everybody in Africa not just the non-white South Africans who have been oppressed for so long. He didn't have that kind of swing of reaction to the other side. And that's why I want to give him a Skeptic Wire shout out. I know it's not quite as much as, say, you know, the Colbert bump to be mentioned on the Skeptic Wire, but, <laughs> you know, so yay, Nelson Mandela, happy birthday, however old you are today. Let's see. 94,
1: born, I believe. Uh, born
0: 1918. So that would be...
2: 94.
0: 94. <laughs> I can subtract. See, I was a psychology and music major. I kind of stopped doing math classes at a certain point. <laughs> Statistics don't count because you don't actually have to do math in that. This Which explains <laughs> David Burton's book. Burton. Barton. Barton. Barton? I said Barton.
2: He said I Barton. Said Barton. Barton. Oh, I Barton.
1: heard Burton. Barton. I was thinking Tim Burton didn't write a book. Barton.
2: But Barton. Richard Burton did.
0: Branson? <laughs> Barton? <laughs> Branson, Barton, Mandela. That's the entire podcast so far. Branson, Barton, and Mandela.
1: Y- yes, and suddenly we've turned into a dog treat commercial.
2: Um Donna. Yes. Uh,
0: Donna, Donna, about Donna, about. Donna, 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 Donna. Viruses. <laughs> viruses, yeah.
2: Speaking of viruses. Okay. I have a question for you both. What would you consider proper theater Etiquette.
0: do not piss on anybody else do not shoot the president
2: okay <laughs> very good I like both of those answers here's my question for you no if public you, sex if you are'm well,
1: well, no, oh, sorry
2: if you are in a theater and you're going to sit down and say there's 10% of the seats taken up
1: be wearing pants
2: where do you all sit
1: well the best seat is going to be in the center uh, about halfway back
2: right. Do you purposely go up with all of these empty seats and sit right next to a total stranger?
0: No, we're guys. We understand that kind of etiquette. We're used to it from the urinals. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Okay. So, first off, I had Creeper Lady just plop down, sit next to me.
1: Right next to you. Not like like a a, a thing. Not one chair away. Not
2: one chair away, right next to me. Okay. So, first off, I'm a little...
1: And what, mm-hmm. what, what, were you, what were you watching? What were they, it was they,
2: getting ready for the Texas History Commission's. Um, they were doing a big uh, panel discussion on um, the history of theaters in Texas. Had several projections, theater owners.
1: And nobody was there. <laughs> so they said, actually
2: it ended up filling up about seventy-five percent of the theater. But this was no.
1: right as at the people beginning. were
2: filing in. I gotcha. And so she sits right next to me.
1: She liked your look. Yeah. Maybe you smelled nice.
2: Yeah. Well she didn't. She kinda had that whole mothball. Oh. <laughs> okay, so she's sitting there and then she's on her phone. Which I I'm a theater person. They hasn't uh,
1: started yet.
2: Right, I, I give you that, but she's all nah, 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 nah. she's talking to her friend and says you gotta come down here, so and so is gonna speak, you're really gonna love it, da 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 fine, dandy. Oh, you can't come. You have whooping cough? Who gets whooping cough nowadays? And what's going through my mind is, all you stupid unvaccinated people, that's who's getting whooping cough. (laughs) So she's going on and on, and she goes, basically uh, goes down to, oh, well, apparently he or she was just diagnosed that day. And she had been over to his house a couple of days before, and now what's all going through my mind is, Oh, my God, thank God I have hand sanitizer in my purse. (laughs) My God, I have to move. So we very kindly get up, we move.
0: You felt you had to move, so you got up and did the cha-cha.
2: No, we just changed seats. The bitch followed me. I'm like.
1: (laughs) Wow. That's that's when you have to say, I can't sit next to you. You have an unvaccinated friend with whooping cough. And well, no, know. so
2: she's, she hangs up her phone, she comes and sits next to me, and she starts talking about how her friend has whooping cough. And so at that point, I say, it's because he was probably unvaccinated, probably didn't get his boosters, and she goes, oh, well, I haven't got my booster either because I, I really don't like needles, and I'm all like, please move away from me. Cry me a like, fucking river. Right, I'm all like please. I don't like getting sick. (laughs) I'm like, all that's going through my mind is oh, I got my booster last year. I'm good. I'm good. (laughs) I'm good. I'm just going oh my god. So we actually did get up. We moved again and I think at that point she kind of got the clue that she (laughs) probably wasn't welcome near me. But then the bitch in front of me is taking flash photography even after they announce no flash photography. Actually, no photography. Now she's sitting in front of me, but she's got one of the speed lights that changes where your flashes sit, where your flash. It changes the position of your flash. Okay, sure. And she's got it going back this way, so it's like.
0: <laughs> 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 like she was I'm, taking pictures forward, but the flash was pointed backwards right in your eyes.
2: Yes. And so I'm doing this, and finally one of the ushers... Covering your eyes. Yeah, every time she puts the camera up, I'm doing this.
1: Covering her eyes.
2: Yes, covering my eyes. She works
1: in the visual medium, (laughs) folk.
2: So, you know, and then Mike is sitting with me, and he's... Finally, the ushers are all, like, walking up to her, going, and I'm all like, thank you, thank you. They
0: they have ogres for ushers?
2: Yes, they had ogres, and it was wonderful, and it was great. (laughs) But it was really neat. I learned a couple of things about apparently the Austin porn theaters that I never knew before, and it was wonderful. Which,
1: had she watched Fight Club, she would already have known some things about film.
0: Well, now that you've said that, Donna might as well explain the story.
2: Yes. I did not know, because I don't work in celluloid, that when a film reel needs to be changed, there's a little red dot in the upper right-hand corner, which apparently, according to my two podcast mates. Oh, yeah. all oh, the fucking Fight Club made a whole big deal about it. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. So I did well, not... you know,
1: they make soap in Fight Club out of celluloid. No, no. cellulose. It's a, it's a like. joke. Yeah. It's a joke, see?
2: But, um, um,
0: this is yeah. why you should not interrupt a woman. Keep going, Donna.
2: But apparently in the porn industry, they were there no, was I'm enough so of the projectionists who, how shall we say, get caught up in what they were projecting?
0: In the story.
1: In the story,
2: the plot, you know, it really kind of had them going. They were
1: really worried about the cable
0: being out.
2: Exactly.
0: (laughs) No, their cable was out. That was the problem.
2: (laughs) So apparently in the porn industry, instead of the little red dot, the the last 10 seconds were basically a big giant X.
0: To to be a little bit more obvious to the um, distracted guy.
2: Distracted projectionist.
0: Cigarette
1: burn is just not enough in those situations.
2: But also film... All major theaters, or all major studios, are requiring theaters to be completely digital Digital. by 2013.
0: And those porns from the the Austin theaters you can find at (laughs) adamandeve.com.
2: Yes, but not on film.
0: No. (laughs) Probably not even on videotape anymore. All divs. Nope. All right. Well, thank you, Donna.
2: I just want to say... Get get, vaccinated. Get vaccinated. Seriously, people.
1: I know someone in this room who has definitely been vaccinated in the last week.
2: Yes, me,
1: Debbie Greg. Yay! Speaking about there's vaccinations, there's online. There's no vaccinations for stupid <laughs> or
0: bigotry. No, not really. Well, yes, there is. There's there's education and and critical thinking, unless you're a Republican
2: I'm from Texas. <laughs> oh wait, Texas Republican. And don't believe in critical thinking skills. No, no,
1: no, 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 They They retracted that. They retracted that, but it has to stay in their platform statement until 2014 when hopefully they'll get everybody on board and say, gosh, we need to take this out. We should have thought of that using our critical thinking skills before we put it out there. And in the
0: meantime, they can't use their whiteout skills. No. In the meantime. It's no, just because boob-boob.
1: the internet does not forget.
0: <laughs> but... We weren't, we weren't
1: there yet. But what would you have for for education and bigotry, Boy
0: Scouts? Boy Scouts, yes. They just uh, re- recently released um, a statement saying that they were unequivocally against
2: were changing unequivocally their policy. They were unequivocally
0: homophobic. Yes. <laughs> oh, just like Chick-fil-A is now. Yay!
2: Yeah. You know what? Maybe now all of the Boy Scouts can hold their little popcorn sales in front of the Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Because, you know what, I'm really tired of them in front of every other fucking place in this town when it becomes popcorn sale time. You want to buy popcorn?
1: Not from you, I don't.
2: Which is really, I
1: I feel bad for the kids, because, you know, I I just want to support them.
2: I I purposely go out and buy popcorn and make sure that it's in the top of my bag as I'm walking out going, no, look, I already got some.
0: (laughs) You feel bad for the scouts who are involved, because they're being taught this, but also for the kids who don't get to be involved because Boy Scouts can be a very positive experience. It can, and
1: I'm not really despite certain. Despite the fact
0: that my Boy Scout nickname was Spud, <laughs> as in potato. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I'm not sure. I'm not but that's, that's part of growing up. You have a horrible uh, nickname, and then um, it becomes endearing. Uh, but no, obviously... Not that one. The, yeah.
0: Um, you can taste the bitterness but it's, it's, through the it's internet. It's not like
1: the Boy Scouts are really actively... Teaching the kids to be homophobic.
0: Back when I was in the Boy Scouts in the 80s, I never said the under God part of the pledge mm-hmm. or the whatever the Boy Scout motto, oath is that you're supposed to take at the beginning of each meeting. Hmm. I would just not say that portion that was about God yeah. because I had already left churchy stuff by then. And, and I, w- I wasn't really out and out, like, complaining about the God stuff in the book to anybody else. I just wasn't doing it, so maybe nobody really noticed it, but mm. nobody cared.
2: Well, I mean, there are... For, and for those kids who cannot or feel pressured to not join the Boy Scouts, there are other legitimate organizations. I mean, there there's Spiral Scouts, which is predominantly for kids of, of pagans.
0: Oh, I thought that was people with spirochetes.
2: And then there is Scouting for All... Another group that basically says we really like what the Boy Scouts are doing, except we're going to be a little bit more inclusive.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or there, so there
2: are alternatives.
0: Or other kind, kinds of clubs. You right. know, yeah. i was Camp Quest. Um, back in the 80s, I was part in the, the Boy Scouts, but a friend told me about a, a club at the local YMCA that was co ed. So I thought Boy Scouts, only boys. <laughs> Leaders' Club at the YMCA, boys and girls. Okay, I'm going over here to the YMCA. Yeah. <laughs> Despite the fact that it's the Young Men's Christian Association, yeah. it was not all men, and it was not particularly Christian. And so they didn't care about me being atheists or Jews or whatever. Or, so. There's plenty of pe- places for kids to go. It's just disappointing that a major famous organization like the Boy Scouts yeah. isn't getting it. Right.
1: Uh, well, I mean, the, the thing is that they're owned by the, the, the Mormons, aren't they?
0: I didn't know if they were owned, but just predominantly really run, run run by, by
2: Mormon groups.
1: Well, that's a good question. We should probably look that up before yeah. I start babbling libeling on about Libeling other people and speaking about libel. Yeah, very There, good. there was there was some good good news today. Uh, Simon Singh was one of the first people who successfully uh, counters. No, wait, was unsuccessfully sued by. A, a, a
0: libelous group or individual. The uh, British Chiro- Chiropractic Association.
1: Yes. He, he beat that rap after so many years and a couple of million pounds. Um, Nature, the magazine, ha- has been working on a libel case against them by a s- guy who claims to be a physicist, a guy named Mohammed El-Nashi. And Nature wrote an article saying that, no, uh, his theories just don't stand up. Uh, he started his own magazine that is not peer-reviewed, and none of the stuff that he printed in his own magazine, claiming it was peer-reviewed, would not stand
0: up under a peer-review process. And so... He just printed his own articles in a magazine. Yeah.
1: And and he doesn't have a physics background. Uh, like, none. Not even, like... He just wanted to be a physics, so, yeah. he, so he has like this pseudoscientific theory that he wants taken seriously. No one's taking it seriously, and so he sued nature for, for libel against him, and he lost. And not only did he lose, he didn't get a single point allowed admitted into court, according to <laughs> the write-ups I'm saying. So now, what's, what sucks about this is nature had to spend three years defending themselves against this thing. That's a big corporation that stood behind and had the money to stand behind uh, what they felt was right. So with any luck, the Simon Singh case and now this Nature case will show Britain that their libel laws need a serious reform. And they're in the process, apparently, in Parliament. But, like anything political, uh, it's going to be so watered down that it may not... Right. Actually, I can't say that, but
0: I've, I've heard it, the, it's going
1: to be a while, and it probably isn't going to be uh, the one eighty degree turn
0: that they need. I've I've heard that it's yeah it's it's kind of starting to begin to be talked about and drafted, and the initial drafts mostly will protect things like peer reviewed. Peer-reviewed um, magazines and right. journals and but, and academic institutions or something like that, but not the mainstream press.
1: Right, and that's the is problem, because Nature yeah. Nature didn't deny that the article that they were sued for was defamatory, because <laughs> it was. But they claimed that the piece was true, that it was an honest comment on the matter, and that its publication was responsible journalism and in the public interest. And they won. And that's what needs to be protected. That's mm-hmm. free speech. You, you should... You have the right to criticize and to be criticized. You can take offense to that, but unless it's truly libelous and there's, you know, you can't just say because someone thinks you are wrong and horribly wrong. There's no no reason to to stop them from
0: saying what it is.
1: So congratulations, nature, and and good luck.
0: Yeah, hopefully... Uh, enough of these incidents where Britain's libel laws are starting to look more and more like a joke. Yeah, we will light a fire under somebody's butts and we'll see what happens. Well, well,
1: it has. That's why they're changing the. They're trying to change the laws yeah. uh, because they have the they have the libel tourism.
0: <laughs> yeah. But speaking of lighting a fire under someone's butt, I went um, to Tam.
1: Oh, I was going to say, speaking of incidences.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But we'll go into that in a second. <laughs> that's right.
1: So, Greg, you took a slight trip to the desert.
0: Yeah, I was gone for a week and a half there. It was oh, fun. Wow. I went to TAM 2012. Skepticism in the future. TAM. That's, the that's... Amazing Meeting. Named after James the Amazing Randy, who started the James Randy Educational Foundation as a ed- ed- organization to help promote science, critical thinking, and uh, reasoning skills through an educational model.
2: Yay! Unlike what Texas wants. (laughs) Sorry! Oh, I couldn't help
0: it. We just can't get away from it.
1: So why why don't you tell us about Tam, Greg?
0: Yes. Um, I won't go into as much detail as I unfortunately tried to do last year about all the... Tried to do? (laughs) Shut up! About all all the... Presentations and everything that happened. Um, but I'll try to get a, give a, a broad overview, because... <laughs> Have I got your attention, Gary? <laughs> <laughs> I'll
1: stop
0: I now. thought you wanted this segment to go short.
1: <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm, I'm
0: just <laughs> so I'm not going to go into uber fine detail on... All the presentations, um, but I, be, mainly because it would take too long, but also um, there were three cameras in the main uh, main ballroom setup, so they were taping it for high-quality high stuff. Cool. And either um, in past years, there were DVDs available. I don't know if there will be, but I heard good. a lot of rumors talking about that they're going to post a lot on their YouTube channel. Oh, right on. Right now at youtube.com slash user slash JamesRandyFoundation, there's about... A dozen, maybe twenty, quick interview yep, um, postings with you know everything from you know some of the speakers to some of the more noted participants um, and uh, you know people I know you <laughs> the know.
1: heads of Skeptical State
0: not not all but they're you know like the um, one of the people from the Women Thinking um, Incorporated I, they just changed their name from Women Thinking Free to Women Thinking Incorporated.
1: Um, I organization because like they
0: wanted to avoid the WTF, what the fuck oh. <laughs> acronym. <laughs> really, that was you... that was originally the point ah. to to have a little fun with it. But now yeah. they' they're doing they're some serious, serious now stuff, now they're
2: uh... serious. Well, they're they're doing well, some they
0: some really good stuff. Like for example, one of the interviews on Randy the uh, Randy's YouTube channel is with uh, Jamie Bernstein, who r- helped run and organize the Hug Me I'm Vaccinated. Um, pertussis Tdap vaccine clinic at TAM. and
2: Maybe they should come here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
0: It doesn't seem like everybody wants the vaccine, unfortunately, but I did, and I got my booster shot, but I didn't get a sticker, but I did get <laughs> pictures of me getting stuck, so that's up on my personal Facebook page. Yes,
2: because you know it's not real until it's Facebook official.
0: Yes. Um, so all sorts of different interviews are already up there, but I've heard unofficially that there's talk of actually getting almost all the videos up there including things like the workshops which aren't as well known um, but um, the, you know TAM is a bunch of workshops where people can split off into one of a couple different sessions and then two and a half days of full on presentations um, hopefully all of that will be up there so things like if you missed one workshop you can, go to, you can look at the video on the other or if, like me, you stayed up really, really, really late and had a lot, a lot, a lot of fun on Saturday night and slept until about one <laughs> – about noon, one in the afternoon, got up, had a leisurely lunch with my roommate, and then went to, to the panels, I, I can see Brian Dunning talk because I missed his thing and a whole bunch of stuff in the morning. So um, so go – if you can find those videos, uh, we'll let you know if, if we hear of those videos being posted. So there's that. Uh, I covered the hug me Unvaccinated uh, clinic. They did I think somewhere around 200 shots. I'm not entirely sure, uh, but good success and they've they've really got this vaccine clinic thing down, and it's a really great act you know thing you can do immediately. Um, hmm. Activism that they're doing. Cool. Um, I thought I'd talk about that um, at, at the TAM reception. Um, I met one of our fans. Really? Yes. We have a fan. Yes, we have fans. <laughs> we, have, we have a couple of fans.
2: We have a couple.
1: We, we got an email from one of our fans a little while ago.
0: And this is not um, even like mm-hmm. like friends who I've met at TAM already who deign to say, okay, well, I'll listen to your podcast a couple times yeah. or whatever. This is, um, I believe his name is Leek. Um, yeah, it's the
2: guy that came down for the live shows.
0: He huh. was He's up in Austin. Awesome. He came sure. down to see our live show last year, the last one we did. Hopefully we'll do another one soon. Yep. And he made it out to TAM, which is great to see someone who's starting to really get more interested in the movement and, and getting out and going to these kind of conventions. He was the one
2: that was talking about the the Houston um, cancer treatment people. Right. Those, yeah. I yeah. can't remember the
0: uh, name. The The Brzezinski Clinic. Yeah. yeah. So... You know, I'm glad I got to saw him. You know, it's it. There's a lot of stuff going on at TAM, and <laughs> there are a lot of people who you say, "Oh, hey, how you doing? We got to catch up later," and you don't see them again for the rest of the weekend because yeah. <laughs> just they're they're it's Vegas. Yeah, it's, and it's a conference. Yes, <laughs> uh, they didn't. I don't remember them actually announcing how many people were at TAM this year, but original registration back before the whole. Everybody climb on DJ Grothy's back thing happened <laughs> a month or so ago. They originally were saying about 1,200 registrations, but it's okay. been a month or so since then. Yeah. So I'm guessing somewhere around 1,500, give or take 100. So there's a lot of people.
1: It's pretty good,
0: yeah. Um, so, Just keep going. Don't worry yeah. about it. Um, so I'm going to get in a little bit about some of the... Um, the speakers and some of the the things that if you if once the videos are up there or if you find their blog and they've posted text of their talks, you should really go find that because they were really interesting. Not to take anything away from all the other speakers who who talked, but there were a handful of real big standouts that everybody was talking about and probably are talking about online. Hmm. That I just want to give a little bit of a, a point to if you can find it. Um, in general, I just thought I'd say that. I was really glad to see that pretty much all the speakers there gave new speeches. It wasn't the same kind of stuff that you've heard over and over and over again. It wasn't their standard I'm going to a college to present and and tell someone why skepticism is important or why, you know, re, you know, religion might be dangerous or anything like that. You got what I call the what's next speech. Right. So there were some things that were on science, um, like some new speakers. Uh, Stuart Feierstein or Firestein uh, talked about the values of science and that why ignorance is important. And Deidre Barrett talked about supernatural stimuli, how our brains can get fooled. Wait,
1: wait, why ignorance is important?
0: Yes, because ignorance fuels the next question. You want to know what's happening next?
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. It, I think heart really depends on the personality. I know a lot of ignorant people who don't have no. that
0: next question yeah. within science. <laughs> okay, within science, what you don't know—that's know... the interesting part. Yeah, yeah. okay, I and then gotcha. the kind of thing where the the typical thing of
1: <laughs> you want to answer that? No,
0: I have no idea who it was. Okay, um, it's just a two one zero number. So you know, I just got this phone a couple weeks ago, so uh. someone's probably calling for the old number. They'll get to the voicemail, uh. and um, Okay. Realize it's not them. So within scientific research, once you find an answer to one question, usually it gives you 10 more questions. Right. And that area of ignorance, if you are positive about the ignorance and realize that it's something to learn, that's, that's the fuel that really can drive that you want to know the answer to that question. Right. Right. So uh, there were people that I hadn't heard before like that who gave really good uh, talks. Um, there were also people there who gave talks that I love every time they talk. Carol Tavris, I wish she was my aunt or something because I would I – would...
2: Well, if you go back far enough, she's your cousin. Yeah. <laughs> she's
0: a really awesome um, social psychologist, and she gave a talk this year about what she was calling – Yes, I understand what you're saying. Uh, what Carol Tavris was calling pseudo neuroscience about how um, everything nowadays is neuro something, you know, <laughs> neuropsychology, neurobiology. Well, there are actual um, branches of science that are neuro something, but then there's you know neurospiritualism or or all these kind of it, it it's become a buzzword and how everybody's treating anything you find on an fMRI. F- as you know conclusive proof because right. we, we needed because for some reason we needed to study men's brains under an fMRI to realize that men think about sex a lot. <laughs> it's it's kind of that what?
2: we couldn't just ask them.
0: Exactly. It's it's the assumption <laughs> It's the assumption that until we <laughs> tested it with a machine and technology told us that, that we couldn't say that it was true. That just kind of a weird kind of how we treat yeah, well, technology I mean, in our research,
1: and then you have to throw in there that they they put a dead fish under an fMRI and yeah, that...
0: she talked about that. <laughs> I hadn't heard of that. It was yeah, they 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 scanned a dead fish and said you know we found brain activity. There's a soul, exactly.
1: <laughs> no, no, that's actually a carp.
0: Yes. So yeah, she <laughs> talked about <laughs> the dead fish uh, fMRI scan. So uh, again, like I, I'd heard her before, but I could hear her again and again you know um the physicist lawrence krauss i heard him at the american atheist convention in march about his book um a universe from nothing he talked about the same subject went through the science again but talked about it differently because he he talks it differently he came at a slightly different angle mainly kind of talking about why all this kind of thing is connected with the higgs boson discovery Mm -hmm. and all that um
1: oh that would be interesting
0: yeah, so you know, talking about how the, the the fields and everything in empty space, and you know the gravity, blah blah. blah uh, go buy his book because <laughs> you, you need to read it a few times to understand it. If you only have a high school level of physics, like I do, but you know, really good stuff. So those were kind of just general good speakers, uh, but uh, the the there were kind of three, as far as I was concerned, um, speakers that really kind of. Um, Stood out. Stood out. Thank you. <laughs> My brain not work. I'm just, I, I you know I got four maybe maybe five hours of sleep each night, not counting when I was up until six in the morning on on Saturday and missed half half of the day on Sunday. Um, <laughs> so I'm dealing with that and jet lag and missing Tam because you kind of get this post Tam blues. Oh, sure. Of ooh, I met this really nice friend and post coital depression.
1: Other... Oh, sorry, I meant postpartum.
0: Okay, that, that's, no, 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 not po- I didn't give birth at TAM that I know of. Um, so yeah. there were three talks, I think they were all on Saturday, but I can't remember the, the specific order, that um, touched a lot on the internet battles we've had lately mm. and harassment. You had Jamie and Swiss. When you say we, you mean the skeptic community revolving around TAM. Yes. Okay. The entire kind of skeptical atheist humanist community about various different things happening at various different. So Jamie Ian Swiss, the magician, was talking about how his, his, the, the title of his talk was Overlapping Magisteria. Okay. And he emphasized how he is a skeptical advocate. He is a skeptical activist. Okay. He is also an atheist. But he focuses on the critical thinking side. He's, yeah. he's not – he talked about the what? important thing is teaching people how to think, not what to think. Yeah. So he can work with, an athe- for, uh, with a believer who's willing to work towards critical thinking, even if I disagree with your conclusions, as long as the methods are there for thinking. So hmm. he, he talked a lot about kind of, you know what, let's uh, – the, the, the fence between atheism and skepticism is kind of important, but it shouldn't be a battle line. It should be kind of help focusing attention towards where it really needs to go. Right. It was kind of a speech of, get over it, let's move on. Yes, these are th- important things to talk about, like harassment and how women are treated, but it's not going to help anything, the, all the infighting. Let's, let's work towards it and work with critical thinking, not just be right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, the, the, the phrase he used was stop being right and teach someone how to think better next time. And that's what all those comment threads are always about is I have to be right. I have to have the last word. Yeah. Um, he also talked a bit about the reason why he focuses on skepticism is because if you come to atheism through a path that is not skeptical, you get people like Bill Maher. Right.
1: You see it all the time. I mean, right. people who don't, okay, don't believe in gods, but they believe in fairies.
0: Yeah. <laughs> or certain vegans with not entirely skeptical views about what milk does to you. Right. Whether it's raw milk or otherwise, or something like that. So right. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there were people at TAM who weren't actually skeptical. They just liked the big, uh, big convention well, and the I, social nature of I it. But
1: I think you would probably find that they
0: think they are skeptical. Yeah. You know, and they it, just well, haven't... Well, just like it, client deni- because, climate science deniers think they're skeptical. Well,
2: everybody wants to think that they're skeptical. Everybody wants to believe that nothing's going to, you know, get past them. Mm-hmm. That's just the fact of the matter. That's you know? psychology,
0: so you should go read Carol Tavris's new... Old, his, her latest book.
2: <laughs> okay. Sorry, I love Carol Tavris. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the pimp. You know, but... You know, there are certain things that get past our defenses. I mean, I will be perfectly honest and here I'm going to let out with a big one. I have one thing. I have a fear of the closet monster. I am a college educated person.
0: Yeah.
2: I am so in tune with my closet monster though that when Michael gets up in the middle of the night and if he opens up the closet door and he does not shut it, I am wide awake by the time he climbs back into bed <laughs> and insisting that that closet door gets shut because... Yep. That muster will get
0: out. Is his we're, name Mr. Pillowpants? <laughs> no. <laughs> we're only human, and we can only deal with the emotions that we can work with, because sometimes we just right. feel something. I, I, I met someone for the first time here at TAM. She's Buddhist. She's completely skeptical about everything else, and she realizes it, or she says she realizes, I am being completely irrational in, in still believing in this religion that's not quite as um, fundamentalist as other religions, but she realizes it's irrational and it's okay with her. And she's willing to discuss about what it is that's irrational and what she takes from it, but she's not trying to tell anybody else what to believe. Well, well, that's the whole thing about this
1: skepticism specifically, is it, and this has been a discussion at other skeptical conventions, you know, ignore the elephant in the room because you're trying to get people to think critically. and the way you do that is not by bashing on their uh, firmly held beliefs right. and let them pick away at it. because and you see it in, in the atheist circles, you know, if you go full on against <laughs> the great wall of religion, you're not going to get very far. You'll get some. But I mean, those walls just get thicker and thicker and thicker the more you, you bang at them. I mean, which is a common psychological trait. You, you know, you start beating on their their beloved beliefs, and they double down on it.
0: That cognitive yeah. distance right. is going to just really entrench them.
1: And, and that's why I know here in San Antonio, the skeptic group ignores
0: or we'll, we'll talk some, about religion if,
1: but... if it comes up in a, in a skeptical way. But of uh, course, the hard part is that. The majority of people that go are also in the atheist group. So yeah. but when we have other people if they don't talk about religion, generally speaking we don't.
2: Right. Yeah. Unless it is brought up by somebody who Who asks? Who's yeah, not a regular attendee yeah. usually. Because most of the attendees know that it's not it's a skeptical event, not an, an atheist, atheist. Yeah. event.
1: Yeah. And and that that's why it's there, is as So you don't have to talk about religion all the time. You can start to talk about something cool.
0: (laughs) And it it, it sometimes becomes a little problematic because most people who are skeptical in their thinking realize the truth that if you really apply critical thinking, as far as I am concerned, to religion, you will be an atheist. Right. So when they find someone who calls themselves a skeptic and isn't an atheist, it it is a surprise because it's rarer than atheist skeptics. So you were, uh, you know you're accidentally at a meetup doing god bashing, and talking about how stupid it is, and oh ha 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 the latest thing, and then someone says, well I still go to church, <laughs> and and they don't come back. <laughs> so, and and that's kind of what Jamie and Swiss talked about. About you know what let's w- let's focus on critical thinking. Let's not worry about these internet wars. About yes, there are important issues we need to talk about, and he did talk about you know you know. How women are treated is important, but we're not really going about the right way. And he didn't really say the right way, but we can put our efforts in better places. In a productive way. Yeah. Um, later on that, either the next day or <laughs> the afternoon, time doesn't really mean anything at TAM, so I'm just going to keep talking. Um, Elizabeth <laughs> Cornwell, of uh, Dr. Elizabeth Cornwell of the uh, Richard Dawkins Foundation, um, talked about kind of a connected issue of um, social networks and how uncivilized it can be. And it is really kind of Wild West-ness of a situation where it's only, you know, blogs and comments and stuff like that really only been around 15 years, maybe. I mean, Internet was 20 years ago, but there wasn't so much of a focus on Internet culture. Yeah. Until,
1: Well, blogs have been around for a while, but blogs didn't reach... General public consciousness until about five to six years
0: ago. Yeah, exactly. So it's been within the last decade. So it really is the f- the, f- the bleeding edge of this culture of onlineness. Yeah. So you've got people who are anonymous themselves because they're be hiding behind a pseudonym, who are commenting at people who they don't see in person who are anonymous themselves or are just a, a avatar or something. And they're talking at each other as if they aren't humans. Yeah. It's something we've talked about a you know a thousand times before, yeah. and how you know again that we need to remember that people are humans. And her point was along the lines of you know what, like because this is the Wild West, it's the it's the bleeding edge. It's not great right now, but something will come from this. Our, we will evolve into a better internet culture with things like. Blogs already do some moderation. They they self-moderate to take out comments or they'll take a comment that people downvote or something and take out all the vowels. So you know it's still there and you know what was said, but you won't allow them the power of having their full text. Right. So you, you, you shame people in public because it used to be if you standed out on the street corner and said, fuck you, you're an asshole, you should die, you would get publicly shunned by everybody else because that's that's the culture of well no you don't i'm not going to i'm not going to come to your business cuz you're an asshole or you know you're not going to get invited to parties because you grope women or something <laughs> like that that you got publicly shunned for that not so much on the internet there's there's ways that that can can work in the future and to civilize the internet and civilize the future cuz it was the future of skepticism uh,
1: yeah. I, I don't know uh, if you're going to
0: uh, I have to think about and that. I'm, because, I'm paraphrasing the hell out yeah, of her, I know, so I do but, apologize for that.
1: Yeah, because the, the, the difference between the, the Wild West and the Internet is the Internet is and will always be just avatars. And so it's it's a different culture than... Mm-hmm. Now, what I think happens is people will probably, as they get older, they stop doing the trolling, which is really what all that stuff is. Um
0: People, maybe not. The, the point <laughs> was really that people can learn, and maybe there will be a shift in accepted behavior that everybody else kind of knows more about. Just like a hundred years ago, everybody knew and it was accepted behavior. You tipped your hat at a lady. Yeah. So it was just right. everybody something everybody did, and no no one thought about it. It wasn't something you had to tell someone. Usually, unless they were actually actively trying to disdain someone. But that they could, that nobody ever thought about it. Nobody ever had to be told about it. So maybe some 10, 20 years down the line, as things settle down a bit, people will know how to act on the Internet as if you were treating someone like they were a human. But by then we'll have intelligent computers who can talk as if they were human and people will start insulting them.
1: Yeah. Well, I I don't think that that you'll get the the toning down until such time as it's very easy to find out who's posting it because that's the yeah. the beauty of the internet is the anonymity. Mm-hmm. And and it's a double-edged sword. It, it's very much so, but I think it's important to to keep it that way. Um cuz you can kind of ignore most of the trolling stuff. It's annoying, but you know, sometimes you do just have to vent. Some of these people do all of it, but the the anonymity allows a lot more freedom because you can also say stuff then against government, against policies you don't like without fear of reprisal. Right, And that's an important, if you have a good point, but you aren't allowed to say it in public, like out on the street, let's say you're in North Korea, but you can get it out there on the internet and or let's say the government doesn't want you talking about the mass murder that just happened in your village, yeah. you know. But you get, you have your cell phone, you and
2: you, and you tweet can get it, out. it out,
1: and you tweet it out. That's powerful, you know. Which is why that's those... why
2: how the Arab Spring yeah. came about was the fact that they were able to get these messages out despite what the government wanted.
1: Yeah, and so that's that's why I think the internet should remain. And, she
0: wasn't talking about changing the internet, but that the culture would begin to settle itself down. Hopefully, right? Not but, so much of the vitriol and anger, and yeah,
1: I don't, I don't, I don't think it really will. I think what will happen is what's happening now is you start getting pockets. Uh, like if you go on the PZ Myers blog, you know, every once in a while you get the the troll in there, and mm-hmm. they get banned, and so it's a pocket of like minded vitriol. <laughs> yeah.
0: And the idea with things like those blogs where they have a regulation comment regulation policy is people forget that if you're going to someone's blog like that it's like you're going to someone's house. Yeah. They have the option to say fuck you get out of my house.
1: Exactly. It's not and people forget like that you're
0: free. Yeah. It's not rights. free speech when someone tells you no, I am not okay. going to accept that behavior here. You can go find somewhere else you know like apparently I, I read over the weekend that someone took the time and had the anger in their heart <laughs> about e- either free thought blogs or skeptic or both to out go out and create an a almost duplicate of free thought blogs to <laughs> basically tear it down and you know, maybe they called it free thought Bull- bullies because that's the hashtag that's been going around on Twitter or something like that but that's uh, uh, the the whole point of some of these conversations is someone who takes the time to create a website that says I hate free thought blogs. You know what? Do what Women Thinking Incorporated did. Take your time that you could spend on things and go get kids vaccinated. Go get people vaccinated. Actually, go out and do something. That was a yeah. reoccurring theme. Yeah. Um, do something. And and that kind of connects to the, the the last person I really wanted to emphasize. Partially because she's just a really awesome person, and uh. finally got to chat with her at the Del Mar, and and you know, on a kind of personal level, of, this is an awesome person, not just as a speaker, but as a human being in front of me. Pamela Gay, the <laughs> astronomer and host of co-host of Astronomy Cast.
1: Yes, I've seen a lot of people raving about her talk.
0: Yes, and you um, are no exception. No, yeah. I am not an <laughs> exception. I will say that in addition to the fact that you can go to the YouTube of James Randi eventually, hopefully, and find video of her speech, she already has the text of her speech up on her blog. Hmm. So that the main site is starstrider.com. Strider t- spelled with a Y. Um so she's, it's called Make the World Better. As my two you know, cohorts <laughs>
2: type it out. <laughs>
0: A website, and the instant reaction that we have nowadays in the, in the 2000s is, I hear a website, must type it out. <laughs> so yes, starstrider.com. Whoa, well, i not that, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> not com, uh, dot com, not dot xxx. Oh. Okay. That would be, okay, I'm not gonna go into that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, okay. she, she, it, it, it felt like she almost gave two different speeches, but they dovetailed very nicely. She talked about how there's um, there's a lot of negative stuff going on. You get kids being told that they can't be scientists. Like I think we were talking a couple of weeks ago about the girl who wasn't allowed to do her food blog. Yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's a lot worse things, and she didn't use that example, but it's that kind of thing. Kids being told that they're not allowed to think. Yeah. Versus. Welcome to Texas. Yeah. Or or versus the kind of thing where when those kids were bullying that that elderly bus driver Mm -hmm. and the outpouring of support, financial support and emotional support that the entire internet gave Mm -hmm. to help her out and give her a vacation or whatever she's doing with that support. You see these, these, these bipolar opposites of um, horribleness and great hope for the future Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and how there's, there's so much that can be done. And she really also touched on the point of, Get out and do something. She talked about some of the crowdsourcing projects that she's talked about in the past. There's a new one. I think it's called Moon Mappers. So I assume it's moonmappers.com, where you have, you know, from the Lunar Reconnaissance Orbiter, they have pictures of snapshots of bits of the moon, and you can highlight craters to make sure that they are craters and point out interesting objects, and, oh, there's a trail of the the car that the Apollo people brought up and you can see the tracks or the, you know, identify stuff like that so that if enough people are talking about the same thing, scientists can use that information to judge crater size, depth or whatever. So uh, there's a lot that can be done even by slacktivists who don't have a lot of time on their (laughs) hands because there are people who could use their help. So she talked about the, the horribleness and the hope and what people can do and then she went in to talk about how um, the experience she, experiences she has had as a woman in science, and how people have treated her personally, hmm. and um, how tough it is to, to do that. But you know, she again talked with hope about the possibility of the future, and 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 that it was just very motivating. And, and she's cool. good at even just talking about science and crowdsourcing projects about motivating and um it was it was a very emotional speech you could tell from her um so really awesome and really awesome person.
2: well, I got a question for you go ahead, and this probably I think is going to dovetail into your your next part of the conversation um just I've been reading today about some of the how Tam decided to handle the um sexual harassment yes incidences okay. Um, about cameras and basically secret police and everything else. I've been reading about oh, okay. this today. Um, we know that you were there. I was there. Um, do, I mean, yeah. because they were, were getting such a bad rap prior to Tam starting. Yeah. Um, what can you tell... I, I,
0: I okay. Um, I, I, I don't have as much of a firsthand hand um... Point of view about everything I'm going to talk about, but
2: so what you're saying is that nobody grabbed your ass,
0: non-consensually. No, (laughs) 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 damn Thunderfoot. (laughs) I don't think he was there. Um, (laughs) So a lot of the hullabaloo about before Tam um, that I saw and that connected with me was about um, a blog post by uh, a person named Lee who posted about how they were harassed last year by a certain person mm-hmm. who has been since identified but she didn't identify him right. and how they reported it to DJ and he kind of had a well was it a he should said she said moment didn't write didn't quite take it very seriously in the moment right. but took the information and said he'd call them back and then didn't hmm. and once the whole thing with Rebecca Watson started about her not going to TAM, DJ came out and said there were no incidents last year. <laughs> and that was absolutely wrong because I know the two people involved, the, the Lee who blogged and her friend who she talked about but didn't out either. Uh, sorry, that Lee – that they did – talk about, I'm, I'm, I'm horrible with dealing with this gender neutral pro so Anyway, DJ was yeah. wrong. Yes. Okay. Um, so yes, there was an incident last year that I know people who, who this happened to personally. So yes, there was DJ and he right. did get called on that. And there was kind of a lot of back and forth on that. So going into tam there was a lot of talk about why is there not a public announcement about the policy because it was not in the program that i have here last year it was in the program a big full page there is a sexual harassment policy this will not be tolerated it was not in the program this year mm-hmm. now i know for i know they have a policy but a lot of people talked about talked badly about the fact that it's not they they went down a step by not making as publicly obvious, Yeah, which I agree with. No,
2: I just, like I said, I've been reading about it and I guess apparently what they had is they had like sexual harassment response teams.
0: There was, um, the sexual harassment policy was on the internet, but my comment on that is that's like saying that the plans for the new byway are in city hall down in a basement or, in a locked file filing cabinet. If you're at TAM, it doesn't, it's not as obvious. I know volunteers who worked behind the scenes at TAM, the the day before TAM, they were all given a training on what to do if if anybody reports an incident to you. Mm -hmm. And I know what they were – okay, I don't – I can't give you all the details because I don't have all the details. But from what they told me, it was if you're told about something, get as many details as you can right then and there. But don't go beyond that. Don't ask questions. Just say, what can you tell me right now about what happened? And then go talk to DJ. DJ, uh, the volunteer talks to DJ. DJ gets that basic report and says, okay, let's go talk to person X. Person X was a professional HR consultant who was brought into TAM, was never announced as, we have this HR consultant here who is here if you need to report anything. He was not brought onto onto stage as, this is the guy who will talk to you if you grab a woman's (laughs) ass. I completely agree with not doing that. Keeping this guy anonymous and behind the scenes was the perfect move. I wish they had announced that they had a policy and that you will be talked to if it, if something happens. But the behind the scenes stuff was really done very well. And I know this for a fact because I was a witness to an incident. Okay, It was not on a scale of 1 to 10 it was a 1 or 2 maybe a 3 but you know how it affected the person i was with was a 7
2: right. you know
0: because right. it, you know it affects you more in that moment but on the grand scale of things it was not an assault it was not a grab it was a comment mm-hmm. a very blatant comment that was not appropriate and affected the person that was my friend very mm-hmm. deeply My friend went and talked to either a volunteer or DJ directly. DJ passed the information on to the consultant. The consultant talked for a good long time with my friend to get all the details as much as they can. And then they called me and said, we know you witnessed this. Would you please talk to us about that? And I said, yes, more than happy to. So I went up and talked to the consultant and we went through not at, courtroom level details but as best as we could clarify knowing as skeptics how badly people remember details yeah. as much as we could clarify what was going on and we wrote this all down um, with uh, our, an assistant who was you know writing everything down um, <laughs> and then we went out into the hallway in the approximate position of where this incident happened so that the cameras of uh, this the casino could get our faces to do facial recognition, to go back an hour when this incident happened to try to see if they could identify the guy. Huh. We didn't know who this guy was. It was a complete stranger to both hmm. of us, so we couldn't identify him. So great response from DJ saying, okay, let's do this. Let's respond. Let's talk to the consultant. Great response by the consultant brought in to say what's all the details. Not, never, ever, ever a question of, Well, are you sure this happened, little lady? Pat on the head, pat on the head, pat on the head. None of that. It was complete and utter take you at face value. The way I see this is women are often reluctant to report these issues in the first place. If someone's coming forward, they're not coming forward to tell a story. They're coming before because they have been affected by this emotionally.
2: Well, um, certainly Amy has a a really good takedown on the... Harassment policy and everything else. Um, <laughs> she says that she reported an incident and she was told that there were 19 people secretly monitoring the event for harassment, but no public policy or me- message on how to report incidents other than some info hidden on the JREF website under the FAQs that I never saw.
0: That's what I was talking about, that it's, I wish they had been more public about the existence of the policy and who to talk to. Right. They, all they had to say was... Find someone with a volunteer badge or someone who works for the JREF, and then we will take it from there. They could have done that, but they didn't.
2: Right. She goes on to say that I only found out about this after I was in tears in the speaker lounge with a few people, and suddenly a super-secret harassment specialist team was brought in to talk to me. After I reported to them that the TAM Twitter feed with the anonymous blogging from the event and Harriet shirt had upset me to the point of wanting to leave, I had security cameras trained on me and my table where I sat with my mother the entire time. The security-slash-harassment person checked on me regularly. They said I was being monitored and recorded. It was intended, I was told, to help me feel safe, but instead exacerbated the stress that I felt.
0: That's unfortunate. Yeah, but
2: uh, uh, I I do not agree with this kind of personal SWAT team. You know, I I, I think that that once again, I have to agree with you. Uh, it need to be clear, put forth, you know, big letters. There will be you know consequences for sexual yeah. harassment. Find a volunteer. That exactly. whole idea of all of a sudden we have cameras trained on you.
0: You're in you're in Las Vegas in a freaking casino. There are cameras everywhere. Right,
2: but it's a little different than once you had something happen to you and get told, oh, look, we're specifically. You can ignore it when you're just part of the group. You understand that. But when you're told they're specifically on you, that's kind of
0: off-putting. I I can't talk about what happened to Surly or not because I wasn't there um, and, you know, I talked with Surly a few times but that's really much it. So I I can only talk about what I saw and when my friend reported and when we were dealing with casino security, it was two people, not a response team, and it was let's get your face information so we can go back and review the tapes. Right. Now sounds like Surly Amy's situation was a little different. There was anonymous postings online it sounded like and that made her feel uncomfortable and possibly the response from the harassment advisor was in order to keep an eye on things just in case someone showed up or was actually at tam was posting anonymously just in case to keep an eye on things maybe they made her feel a little more paranoid than they should have (laughs) all i know is what i saw as a response. I felt good about. Uh, you know, it, it sucked that these things happened, but when there was something, there was a response, and it was appropriate and it was swift. And for my myself personally, I did go up and shake DJ's hand and say, "I know there's been a lot of stuff going on, and there's um, talk about before and Tam and at Tam, and I've been part of that talk as well. I have a podcast, but." <laughs> I, I know so-and-so who was the Rasty, personally, and I know what happened, and I want to thank you for how this incident has been handled, and he appreciated that. Oh. So, yeah, I, I know there were, there were at least a few incidents of various types. I only know about this one that I was connected to. Um, but I think it's progress. I think the fact that all these other conventions have out and out policies and they're being very blatant about it I'm sure other you know these other groups are also probably going to follow through to make sure that they have a specific consultant who is anonymous and can be you know can be a resource that's a good thing to do and I think it's progress it's not perfect but it it it, it worked cool. for in that situation yeah great but Regardless, I had a lot of fun at Tam. I met new friends. I met some listeners. I handed out business cards for the podcast. Yay. didn't get quite as many people saying, "Oh yeah, Skeptic Wire, I know that, <laughs> but it's okay. Um, you know, people who I had and you seen, you
1: are on the turf of a certain other podcaster too. Yes, several <laughs> podcasters.
0: But you know, people who I had seen who have their own shows had seen me at TAM before, it's like, well, you look familiar. Yeah, I've been at TAM a few years. Oh, good to see you, blah, blah, blah. So we made a little bit more connections that way. There are great people who I've made good friendships with that became even better this weekend, and a couple of friendships that became best friendships. So despite the harassment incidents that probably happened and were hopefully taken care of fully, most people I know had fun because that's the thing a lot of people that's miss. What it's
1: supposed to be for yeah,
0: a lot a lot of things that people miss when they're talking back and forth with each other on the blogs is there. These are incidents are bad when they happen, but it's ninety nine percent of the time everybody's having fun above the level. You have people like me who make sure that drunk women get back to their rooms safe and sound <laughs> without being molested. You know, that's good. You know, I I was. Helping some friends get up to the room and apparently some guy who had stolen cakes from the deli was <laughs> running up the elevator with us and I stayed and made sure that he was not hanging around anybody's room. <laughs> Mainly because I'm the knight and shining armor guy, but also because I was sober. <laughs> and I could help. So most of the time, people are good and you have a lot of fun at TAM. Mm. So, if you can manage it, go next year. And if you can't, Keep an eye on the actual videos and see what was actually happening. Don't just trust someone who's blogging or tweeting who wasn't there. Yep. Cool. Let's see. How did I do there?
1: More than 15 minutes.
0: Yeah, more than 15 minutes. (laughs) Oops.
2: Well, we expected that. We we fully expected that. You know that, right?
0: Yes, but... But But we... The, the difference I, between I did better and we were talking about yeah, it together.
1: The difference between this time and last time is this was more of a conversation. So right, because that. I
2: missed last, yeah. I wasn't here for last year's.
0: For when was, we talked was, about yeah, Tam? Yeah, because yeah.
2: I was once again Tam ends, and I have to go somewhere. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I do know at least several people who know you personally, Donna, who said we have to conspire to make sure you make it out there. Gary, they don't care about it. No one
1: gives a shit about me. But, no,
0: it's more that we know you're a starving student and things are a little (laughs) problematic that way, but...
1: And nobody wants me to go to town.
0: No, we'd love you to go to (laughs) town, Gary. You guys would have a lot of fun and it wouldn't just be me bothering people with skeptic wire buttons. Right. (laughs) Which Which people seem to like. Yeah. I think
1: Leo Igway has a skeptic wire button.
2: Yes, he does.
1: I gave him one. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, because remember he mentioned yep. it, he goes, because we said something, and he goes, oh, yeah.
1: yeah. I brought I brought, I was going to give him mine. Okay. He's like, oh, I've got one of those. I'm like,
0: <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, I made sure to... Well, I'm well
0: chuffed. I made sure to find him and shake his hand and say, I know you're going to San Antonio... Uh, some of my fellow podcasters from this podcast are going to meet you there, so <laughs> I hope you have fun. I really appreciated your talk. That sort of like, yeah. Quick...
2: yeah, I think he was a little creeped out by my like all of my. I basically read up everything that I could about Leo Egway.
0: You had like a book of questions. Yeah, not a pamphlet of had questions. Four or five pages. Five pages. <laughs> five
2: legal pad pages good. of questions, but,
1: but you had good questions, not just you know like my questions. You know, what's, what's your, your favorite, favorite color? color? Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: Did you actually ask him? No, he okay.
1: asked it. No, but there were there were kind of high school questions, you know, like how did you get into what you're doing? You know, mm-hmm. who were some of your, you know, just basic. But I meant them as kind of starters to kind of lead into, into a conversation. My yeah. Uh, so, but she started out with some you know heavy
0: ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it worked out. And I do believe we have some audio with that. We need to work on it. But yeah, we will. I don't yeah, think we'll get it on. The, yeah, unfortunately,
2: Gary and I are both um, swamped. swamped. Yeah, I was gonna say busy as fuck, but you know, swamped.
0: Well, as as soon as we can get that out to you, kind listener, we will.
1: Yeah, it'll, it'll probably next week. We'll we'll have something a little bit up, if not, yeah. you know.
0: And, and maybe just a internet only supplement or something. Yeah. If if we have other stuff,
1: cool. As opposed to what?
0: I meant blog only. But... <laughs> it would be sending out CDs only. <laughs> yeah, I knew you were going to pick up on that one. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah. Well, I have to, I have to start looking at every single detail now because I'm programming, and if you miss a detail, you ain't yeah. programming. <laughs>
0: You're just a monkey with a typewriter. Pretty much.
2: All right. Well, um.
0: <laughs>
2: well, last week we discussed the Republican party platform now greg you were not here no but, but my understanding is is that you have actually listened to our podcast
0: i did listen to last week um i try to listen to our own show as much Weirdo. as possible
2: yeah.
0: well mainly so i remember what we talk about as opposed to what gary cut out right and and also just to you know keep a continuity of what's going on and things like teacher that your
2: mic replacing you
0: he did well, talk re- a lot. <laughs> not replacing him, just filling in.
2: Filling in, sorry. Being another
0: voice in in the conversation. Yeah,
2: but does he ever really talk?
0: He's he's very terse.
2: <laughs> yes,
0: but we're more than happy to talk with people about uh, various things. But uh, I just wanted for the casual listener who doesn't maybe listen to every episode, or someone who is at Tam, no. who's this is their first episode they're listening to. Hey. Uh, we apologize. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: well, we hope you enjoyed that
0: uh, brief. We just talked, talked about, about everything of what you, you just you just experienced this last week, and it already know about. But hopefully, we added some commentary. Um, anyway, but I digress. Um, I thought I'd summarize kind of the discussion last week about the Republican Party platform for the Texas Republican Party. Okay. It went a little something like this. Gary reads something from Texas Republican Party platform document. (sighs) I mean, that's... And then Donna responds, I mean, that's like... uh, uh, uh." (laughs) Gary reads another thing from the platform, and Donna's like, that just gets me so... (laughs) And Gary says, I know, it's like...
2: Ah. Yeah, we did kind of lose our words last week too. There was a
0: lot of
1: sighing. A lot of God ah. Yeah, and we we talked for what, forty five minutes on Something this. Something like that. And we missed stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean yeah. there's there's stuff that, that Dr. He... Alley found about beating foster children yeah. or allowing sorry corporal punishment for foster children. And it... and just along those lines, I didn't think about uh yeah. I wasn't thinking about the children. <laughs>
0: Not going to touch that one. Yeah, right. um, <laughs> might get you in trouble, Gary. Yeah, yeah. Um, and one of our listeners, I think, popped up with a couple things on the Facebook page about huh. things they, yeah. they thought I'd miss. There's, it's, there was, uh, like I said, summarizing. You could read almost anything in that document, and as someone who is a critical thinker and probably liberal, if you're still listening to us, person, you're going to think this is crazy. I can't even believe conservatives this. have got to be. F- Scared of this platform because there's old-timey conservatives who aren't tied to the neo, not yeah, neo-pagan, like even but even neo- Reagan conservative. Yeah, right. You
2: know, I like, <laughs> mean, definitely the Goldwater conservatives were probably just backing their trucks up, going, "Fuck, we can't, we we can't, yeah, no. we can't."
1: Well, no, there's no Goldwater conservatives anymore. <laughs> no, oh wait, but, Obama.
2: Actually, hold on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I said, I mean. We got we got some response from from listeners and huh. and uh, you know our our, our pitch hit um, podcasters you know yeah. so it was it was really good but yeah it was pretty much it probably would have been a really good one to tape because there would have yeah. been a lot of face palming and red videotape
0: you mean yes yeah, okay. So, so I, I guess what you guys wanted to do, since I had no research to do besides the fact that I was at TAM and, and yeah. brain dead now, um, <laughs> we, th- we, thought, we, we would, thought we'd do the other side yeah. of the things. Yeah.
1: And and so I found the Texas Democratic Party platform statement, which came out at about the same time. Uh, I think it was a longer document from what I saw. It is twice as long. <laughs> and so I'll give you a little bit of, of statistics. Um, The Republican... Sorry, and these are Texas uh, Republican, Texas Democrats. This isn't the... Not the the national party. Not the national party, but the state party. So the Republican statement is 22 pages. They mention God 12 times. They mention Judeo-Christian four times. Although, to be fair, that's all in the same area. They mention family or families 29 times. They mention homo or gay... Eight times, and it, it, it they they could have used the word homogenized milk, and I could have got that wrong because uh, I just I was looking Did
2: for a and find. for a
1: homo uh, just because I figured you know it all go. Um,
2: I, I'm willing to bet it's not homogenized milk. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm just
1: well they mentioned raw milk. Remember, <laughs> <laughs> um, they could have been talking
0: about Homer Simpson. No, no, because of homo, unless they misspelled it, which is quite possible. Misspelling in a Republican document never happened. Um, Um,
2: It is not homogenized. I just I know.
1: I know. (laughs) Uh, They mentioned the word tax 71 times, and they mentioned the word rights 44 times in the 22-page document.
0: Gotcha. Okay.
1: Um, And just so you know, tax also includes anything like tax-exempt, taxpayer, tax-shelter, taxation. So there could be all kinds of different ways. And it also includes all of the, the section headers. So... Take that up, but, but the Democratic platform is 41
0: pages. Right. So you'd think a lot more stuff going of, on. Of all there. these things, yeah. They mentioned God once. And I thought that was... And it was about crying it out during sex.
1: No, well, it, it, the quote is... That uh they trust the women of Texas to make personal and responsible decisions about when and whether to bear children in, scul- in in consultation with their family, their physician, personal conscience, or their God rather than having these personal decisions made by politicians. That is the only mention of god judeo christian and it was to. a
0: pro choice mention of
1: it was god uh, and i I think that's fantastic. Um, it kind of shows that the Democratic platform, or at least is what they're putting forth, is very much a secular organization. Mm-hmm. Leave religion out of it. You know what? I didn't search for religion. Oh, well. Um, Too late now. <laughs> uh, they mention homo and gay zero times.
2: Mention it three times. Three times. What In the I... Texas Democratic. Um,
1: which, which
0: word do they
2: mention? Religion. religion.
1: religion. Well, it's okay. Three times. Um they mentioned the word tax, again, with the same caveat as the other one, 62 times. And then they mentioned the word rights 42 times. So uh, I, I, I was just obviously looking for keywords. I don't, I'm not putting them in context except for God. <laughs> right. And I, but I thought it was kind of interesting, the stark contrast.
0: Now, the other thing is that... Well, even if they had things like... They may not have mentioned things like God or homosexual or whatever... <laughs> They actually had a, I I know, having just scanned through it as best as I can, they had a whole section dedicated to saying, we don't believe conversion therapy should be used. We don't think it's an evidence-based therapy. It's not good. Yes. So that wasn't even mentioning religion, sex, God, homosexuality, (laughs) and was still dealing with homosexuality and science and all that in a rational way, even not hitting all those buzzwords. Yeah.
1: And the other thing I found, and I could be slightly biased towards it, but it's just well written. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they use you know, complete sentences, they have everything kind of bulleted out, they they make it fairly easy to read. The
0: one thing that I can say against this is... You expected it to be crazier because it's a state level thing? No, I didn't, but
1: they they do mention a lot of things that will require money. <laughs> uh, ha,
0: ha,
1: ha. and they don't really say how that will be dealt with we know that all of this is going to require some sort of um taxation for for people and that's mm-hmm. unsaid really but uh their policies towards education they they expect a lot of people at the local level to step up and do the right thing you know and mm-hmm. it's it's very different from the Republican platform. The Republican platform is no government at all. The Democratic platform is we recognize that some government is necessary just to make sure that there's oversight because 200 years of free market show that if there is a loophole or if there is a way for someone to get away with it, they're going to get away with it. And we see, we, and we are—we're already seeing. It. We're seeing with the with the banks. We're seeing it with WorldCom. We see with if if there's a way to get away with it, they will, and bad things happen.
0: And they they also talked in a similar way about how re- government can be a public good that can have a positive effect on things like jobs. Yes, if you maintain infrastructure that's better for jobs. If you maintain education spending, that's better for jobs. One, you'll have more educated people in the state. Two, you'll have people who want to bring their kids here to be taught. Right.
1: And the, the, the big statement that, that I thought was important on education, quote, Texas Democrats strongly support the Texas Constitution's recognition that a free, quality public education is, and here they quote, essential to the preservation of the liberties and rights of the people, end quote, end quote. In other words, an educated people is a strong people.
0: Is a free people because they know when they're being oppressed? Yes. If they they can critically think. They can
1: critically think. And that, to me, is the largest uh, difference between between the the ideologies of of the two parties. Now, I I looked specifically for any kind of...
0: Whackaloon stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Because usually, like, when the... The, the Republican Party of Texas came out with it, immediately there were people going, oh my god, look at what they're saying. I looked for other people doing the same thing for the Democratic, and the only person yeah. I found was, one, uh, a staunch right-wing Catholic, <laughs> who... Says, and I quote As a Catholic Christian, we believe in the cycle of life from conception to natural death. We are pro life, believe that marriages between a man and a woman, and in keeping with the current administration, the Democrat Party platform has no transparency and even less clarity. <laughs> uh-huh. And I do words, not
2: think these words mean what he thinks they mean.
1: It is very interesting that the words abortion or pro-choice are not mentioned in the Democrat Party platform, but they certainly allude to abortion and pro-choice. It is also fascinating to see the words personal conscience or their God. The unborn child has, quote, no independent status, standing, entitlements, or rights, end quote. And I don't believe that's in the Democrat. No, it,
0: it, I believe it is. I could have sworn I saw it. Is it?
1: Yeah. Oh, well, that'll probably explain the quote.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they, they said, you know, right, there is no, in the Democratic thing, they did say there there is no personhood for embryos, they are treated differently. If yeah. you kill a pregnant woman, you are not tried twice for murder. You know, at least right now, until unless the the Republicans get a one hundred percent majority. Yeah,
1: and and that also it depends on you know how close to being born the, the child you know yeah. can the child live outside whatever that's why I don't have anything. It's
0: about... a whole big issue. Yeah. that uh, we don't. Yeah. have Yeah,
1: and go then. Into. I just love this. If you really read the Democrat Party platform, and we're going to play get, Name That Logical pot Fallacy. Uh, uh,
0: including the fact that he keeps referring to it as the Democrat Party? Yes. Okay.
1: Okay. Yes, oh yeah, That that is actually, I'm not, yes. I'm you not, were quoting him. I, I, these are all quotes. If you really read the Democrat Party platform, it pledges allegiance to Barack Hussein Obama and Joe Biden, a Catholic in name only, and not to God, our creator, or the Constitution, which is a lie. It's uh, clearly that they believe in the Constitution. The platform actually says, quote, Democrats join President Barack Obama and Vice President Joe Biden in calling it and affirming equal rights, including marriage equality for all Americans. We, along with our president, blah, 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 blah.
0: I think there was a no true Scotsman kind of thing in there somewhere.
1: Yes, it was. Even though the Defense of Marriage Act was voted into law by our Congress, they defiantly state we call for the total repeal of DOMA. Uh, That's actually, I wasn't looking for a name that logical fallacy on that part. My bad. Uh, But it was the straw man uh, pledging allegiance to Barack yeah. Hussein and a Catholic in name only. And then they're very proud. It's actually, a, it's a lady, uh, I forget her name, Red Sonia at <laughs> trueconservative.com or something like that. Did she uh, marry Flavor Flav? I don't know. In contrast, the Republican Party platform is not afraid to use the words abortion, pro life, euthanasia, and cloning, making the issues clear. The platform like, affirms that marriage is between a man and a woman, and that, quote, homosexuality... We already read that.
0: So as so, as if the Republican Party platform didn't use buzzwords and innuendos like... Traditional, family, traditional family. yeah, Judeo-Christian J- meaning my kind of Christian, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so I couldn't find anybody
1: really rarely against something stupid found in the Democratic
0: platform It's probably because the Democrats are such minorities in Texas they really have to be more they well they have a, to be more centrist
1: it, yeah it's very inclusive yeah and and that's really the difference the Republican party platform is not inclusive at all you know and <laughs> no, it's not it's, it's, it's not it's not a conservative platform really it's at, it's it's more a religious conservative platform. Right. Oh, and uh, one of the other things that the Republican platform says is, if you are not with us, we don't want your money.
2: Yeah. That's
1: and, fine. And so it's I like, won't it give it them my money. They have built a wall around themselves, and they don't want... Even if you're uh, gay and conservative, they don't want you. They don't even want your money. Wow. You know? so there are, <laughs> Texas Republicans have gone yeah. off the deep end. Yeah. And I... I agree pretty much with everything I read in the Democratic platform. The one
0: thing in scanning through it about the Democratic platform that it was it was more of a stylistic thing, but it sound, it seemed like every paragraph began with, "Well, the Republicans want to do this. Yeah, we we believe in this."
1: Yeah. It was
0: it was kind of a you know trying to be you know comparing. It's like Pepsi comparing itself to Coke, trying yeah. to be better or something like that. Yeah. They can, they could have really just focused on how, what they believe and what they want to do, as opposed to Republican, ba- not Republican bashing, but comparing themselves to Republicans. They can yeah. just just put it out there. Just put it out there that this is what we believe. This is probably different.
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. They're they
0: they're playing kind of uh, second team. But they are <laughs> in Texas. They are. Yeah. I mean, it's not an out and out like you know, ninety five to five. No, it's getting getting closer, yeah. and I think I'm hoping
1: that by attracting attracting a lot of these tech companies, mm-hmm. um, you're going to yeah. get
2: and we're about to see more thinking. coming
1: in. Yeah, and so there, Perry may have hurt his cause by bringing in a lot of people who think. <laughs> Bringing a lot of people who think, and then his party saying, We're against critical thinking. No, no, no. I mean, no, we're not. No.
0: <laughs> yes, I agree with what you're saying, but I know, as a programmer, I know plenty of yeah. programming tech people who are not critical thinkers. Yeah, or, not, well, yeah. a lot of
1: engineers are, are conservative because it's. You
0: know, or they'll use their smarts and their criti- critical thinking to talk themselves around what they decide to believe anyway so at an emotional so we're level. Good at that, yeah. As we
1: talked about before.
0: Which we may like be. Earlier. Yeah, we may sometimes do ourselves. I mean, we we read this from a frankly liberal point of view, going through this saying, yes, I agree with that. Yes, yeah. I agree with that. Whereas the Republican one was mostly, no, I hate that, and I think you're silly in how you say it. So it, we could well, have I had our own biases in there, was what I'm saying. Are- but they were talking about things like we want conserv- conservation and new energy sources. They weren't talking about let's bomb all the nuke plants and turn off all the coal plants and uh, coal plants and let's just live in tents. They weren't doing crazy shit. Yeah, it was so it was it was more were, it was
1: a, being it was a more thought. There, there was more thinking involved in in their in their statements and and how to move forward and, and make change without turning you know, everybody Saying off. that we've got to get rid of the EPA and so we can start stepping on this salamander. Yeah. <laughs> Why did they put that in there? I don't know.
2: It's...
0: Yeah, I heard that bit about the so one stupid. weasel or something that they it, want it, it not protected. It was a protected. lizard, yeah. yeah. Some yeah, desert lizard. It's just,
2: I, I agree with you that it was better written. It was better formulated. It was obviously more well thought out. <laughs> Um, Because there was a whole... And it didn't really seem to contradict itself either. That was also the nice thing. Because that was my biggest problem with the Republic. Was we we believe in the everybody's life from birth <laughs> to natural death but we until wanted, we execute them.
1: On, yeah, we want to kill everybody on death <laughs> row immediately. And, and kill them as quickly as possible. Yeah. That was the other good thing. Yeah. yeah so we're not going to go back over the Republic. But there was a... <laughs>
2: Whole laundry list. Go back to our previous episode yeah. and just imagine us oh, just facepalming download it and, and read
1: it for crying out loud. Yeah. Yes. So, um, unfortunately, we we just can't really rant against the the
0: Democratic platform. We were willing to, but there wasn't a lot of low hanging fruit. I was, I was fruit. hoping to. Yeah.
2: I think that they should have used a bigger pitch on their on their typing
0: or used Comic Sans.
2: You know, I'm just saying. Who? It's really small type. Oh, it's really I see small what you're saying.
0: print. Democrat, Maybe yeah.
2: the font pitch should have been a little bigger. Yeah. Just saying.
1: Well, you know you
0: can't increase the font.
2: Yeah, I know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yay. Just trying to find something to criticize. Yeah.
2: yeah. I I I was being critical? I was looking at it skeptically. Okay, bitching about stuff that I can't fix.
0: And Uh, on that note, let's hope by the time Gary gets home, his electricity has been fixed. Yeah, I hope so. That'll be nice.
1: It's going to get rather warm in there.
0: Or all the stuff in your fridge won't go bad.
1: Yeah. That soy milk, Mm. apples,
0: yogurt, beer.
2: I think the beer (laughs) and the apples will be okay.
0: So you have a bachelor's fridge?
2: Yeah.
1: Of course I do. Actually, I usually have a lot more food than than that.
0: Okay, but just uh, I just
1: I haven't been uh, making making my dinners this last week and a half.
0: Ah, uh, so it all went bad. And this is all important information for your internet stalkers to know.
1: Yes. Yeah. So if you want wilted spinach, you can go to my trash can and pull it out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Be, beware! Wilted spinach. That's a great name for a band. <laughs> wilted spinach. Beware of the
1: scorpions. They've been hanging around the house. Nothing worse than German metal bands hanging around the house. <laughs> well, speaking of
0: music... Actually, a lot worse. Speaking of music, Gary and I will do, be doing a concert this Friday, the 20th of July, at Big, Bob's, Big Bob Burgers here in San Antonio. Big
1: Bob's, Big Bob's
0: Burgers. Big Bob's Burgers. Big Bob's Burgers. Yeah. Here in San Antonio. You may only have three hours from when this podcast is released to when you can come <laughs> down, but... If you happen to be in San Antonio, come on by. Um, otherwise, we'll let you know about the next one. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It, All it right. Didn't on that note, <laughs>
1: we
0: shall end
1: this podcast with no lightning round two weeks in a row. That's okay. It'll be back next week.
0: Yep. Yep. Uh, so we I will do it, and I will also post a Facebook more now that I'm not in Vegas.
1: Yay! All right. Thanks for joining us this week, and we hope you enjoyed the audition.
2: <laughs> Bye. <Bye-bye. laughs> <Bye-bye>. Bye, folks. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, a little bit, we'll start out with a little bit of schadenfreude, because sometimes it can be fun. S-C-H-A-D-E-N-F-R-U-E-F-O-Bugger oh, has a s a s c h a d e n f e r e u d
2: e e Schadenfreude.
0: Yeah. Well, you're just making it harder on yourself for editing this week's show, aren't yeah, you?
1: Yeah, I know. It's from uh, Avenue Q. Haven't seen it yet.
0: Yeah.
2: We okay. need those kinds of shows yes. and make enough money to do this show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah, there are other people who have birthdays. Yes, Donna? That's, okay. That's a lovely shade of red you're turning. Breathe.
1: Wait, what, what shows are you talking about?
0: Okay. <laughs> uh, let me know as, as soon as you need my asthma inhaler. <laughs> Donna, look at me. Look at me, Donna.
1: There are no aliens, Donna. Donna,
0: look at me. Longitudinal. <laughs> African-American longitudinal.
1: Oh.
2: You guys do this to me, so you ought to be happy. You're one of the few people who get me laughing like this. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you can't need it this week. We'll get to that. So birthdays, yes. not not Branson, Missouri's birthday.
0: No, no, not uh, uh, not his birthday thing. It is Nan. That's the name. Good crap. Nancy. It's Nancy Nancy's Boy's boy. birthday.
2: Nancy Reagan's. <laughs> Nancy, the the little girl who was in Lulu or something. I don't know. There was a cartoon
0: yeah, yeah, character. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Her. No.
1: <laughs> Is it, is it when, you, when you go into a restaurant and, and you, get, you buy the Nan and you see it? The Nan? See? Never mind.
0: <laughs>
1: that was a... All, all right, right, I'm going to look a, at
0: Donna now. That was,
1: that was a stretch. <laughs> all right, so not Nancy. <laughs>